Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 11, the Star Trek Beyond Review. and I am glad you decided to join me for another review and today's review is a pretty important one because I get to talk about Star Trek Beyond now before I get into the review let me just give you a little bit of context as to how I feel about the J.J. Abrams style of Star Trek films you know the last two and also talking about my hype for Beyond going into this film so yeah how I feel about the previous two Star Trek films Anyone that knows me knows that back in 2009 when I saw Star Trek, it sort of blew me away. Because, let's be honest, the Star Trek franchise was dead in the war. And there was no one really that interested in the franchise besides, like, you know, hardcore Trekkie fans. But what J.J. Abrams was able to do with the franchise was basically, you know, give it one of the best reboots that I've seen in recent times. And, you know, made it relevant in the public conscience again by, you know, basically giving us enough nods to the original series but basically just changing the formula making it a little bit more action heavy speeding up the pace a little bit more and giving us fresh new perspectives on some of these characters by giving us their origins and while the film isn't perfect because of you know this sort of lackluster villain in the form of Eric Banner's Nero and some of the sci-fi elements and some of the people complained about like the alternate timeline issue. Overall, I thought it was just such a solid film, such a fabulous, wonderful film with a wonderful pace and such gorgeous music. I love that film's soundtrack and uh, I'm gonna get back to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Star Trek 2009 is one of my favorite films ever and I go back to watch it whenever I can. Um, and then there's Star Trek Into Darkness, which I, was really looking forward to at the time back in 2013 before it came out and when they announced Benedict Cumberbatch was coming in I was like boy the hype was real and while everyone guessed who he was before the film came out um, I was still looking forward to seeing the film and at the time I liked Star Trek Into Darkness but as the months went on afterwards I really started to dislike it mainly because Star Trek Into Darkness was not the sequel that I was expecting. And while there were certainly good elements that came out of it, especially with Benedict Cumberbatch's performance and some of the uh, development that came with Kirk and Spock and just the exploration of space and some of these additional new alien races, it just wasn't as strong of a story for me as the previous film was. I thought that the 2009 film was a little bit more straightforward and was just a lot more of a solid story whereas Star Trek Into Darkness while it was good it was doing a lot to try and get classic fans in by mirroring the uh, Wrath of Khan film and just not doing it all that well. I think it also didn't help that Into Darkness had a four year gap so by the time the next Star Trek film had come out I was already sort of into different 
other films in the cinema at the time and while I hadn't you know forgot about the Star Trek film I was just thinking this film definitely would have had more of an impact if it had come out a little sooner but yeah that was those films and then we have Beyond now I'm not gonna lie once JJ Abrams said that he wasn't gonna return for this film because obviously he had to direct The Force Awakens I was like oh the warning signs were flashing in my eyes and then when they brought Justin Lin in to direct this film I was like the Fast and Furious director like after we all saw like you know was it what he did with uh, the last several Fast and Furious films and how crazy and over the top they were in the action sequences everyone lost their minds online saying that they didn't want Star Trek to become even more action oriented than it already has been with the J.J. Abrams films but you know slowly but surely we got into it but I'm not gonna lie the hype for Star Trek Beyond was not nearly as high as the previous films and I don't know, I think it's because the trailers didn't wow me that I just wasn't overly hyped for this film. I mean, the first trailer had Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, and I love that song, but it didn't need to be in that trailer, and it really sort of just gave off the wrong vibe. The second trailer that they released was much better. It had more of a classical type of music implemented in the trailer, and that was much better for me. And the final trailer that had that annoying Rihanna song in there... The trailer looked kind of cool, but it just didn't really overly wow me, you know? But when I heard all this early buzz for Star Trek Beyond, I was like, boy, man, yo, if they're saying it's good, best one in the franchise, I was like, mate, mate, okay, you have my attention now. My hype level started to go up, and for the last, like, you know, week or so, I've been pretty jazzed, been pretty hyped, waiting for this Star Trek Beyond film. So last night, I got to see it as part of a trip of Bill in the cinema, and while the projection is messed up my screening twice with the first Star Trek and Into Darkness by having the aspect ratio completely messed up, all zoomed in and stretched for at least um, 10 or so minutes during both of those screenings, which really pissed me off because Star Trek 2009, as I said before, is one of my favorite films. They eventually got it right when it came to Beyond and there was no problems with the picture during that screening. So thank God. And now that I've given you all that information, how was Star Trek Beyond? To me, it was pretty good. For me, it was not my favorite in the franchise, but I can definitely say that this film is definitely worth a watch. It is much better than the trailers suggest, and it's a, it's a very interesting, in-depth and character-driven film. And that's what I really liked about it. So yeah, what I'm going to do is just go about and break this down by story, characters, and presentation, and then go about and give you my final thoughts at the end. So, sit back and chill and listen to me ramble. Thank you. So the story for the film can be described as the following. This film follows the crew members of the USS Enterprise three years into their five-year mission. And they're, you know, chilling, exploring the far reaches of space, when they happen to encounter a very ruthless enemy by the name of Krull, who goes about and takes out the Enterprise, smashing the ship to pieces, forcing the Enterprise to escape onto a nearby planet where the majority of them are taken prisoners by Krull's men. And it's up to the main members of the USS Enterprise to band together, rescue their crew, and stop Krull from unleashing a dangerous weapon that will not only endanger Earth and the Federation, but also the rest of the universe. And that is a mild summary of the film without going into the area of spoilers. Now, 
the cool thing about Beyond Story is that someone said it best online, and I'm paraphrasing, but they said that the film feels like a small film in a big film's body. And that would be pretty accurate, as Beyond Story feels like a very self-contained, intimate, and almost episodic kind of story. But it just happens to be on a much larger scale, you know, being in a live-action film. And what I liked about Beyond Story was that it definitely felt like the sequel that I wanted when Star Trek Into Darkness came out. In the sense that this was the film that properly explored what the life was like for the crew of the Enterprise after the events of the first film. This is what I thought I would see back in 2013. In a sense that we get to see the crew of the Enterprise meeting new civilizations, going into uncharted space, and getting to know who these characters are beyond you know, what they do when they're interacting with either the main enemy or the main cast. We get to see sort of life on the Enterprise, which is kind of strange to say, but it, again, it felt a lot more in line with the original Star Trek series where you got to see the day-to-day -day happenings of all of the crew on the different levels of the ship, seeing what they do in their downtime, seeing, you know, sort of the social interactions and also just exploring what life would be like if you were set into space for how many years and how much of a draining experience it can be and what sort of mixed feelings you'd be feeling going out there and doing this as your job. And this also has to be the most Star Trekky of the new films in the sense that it has certain dialogue scenarios and story beats that feel like they mirror the original TV series. And while I'm no Star Trek aficionado, this just felt like you were watching the old TV series, except just in a film format. And while it doesn't copy the feel of the TV show beat for beat, Star Trek fans who know the lore will definitely get a kick out of seeing some of the stuff that goes down in this film. And I also liked that this was the most character-driven film of all of these Star Trek J.J. Abrams ones in the sense that you got to see what these characters are feeling this at this point in time in their lives, being a member on the Enterprise. And um, you just get to get inside their psyche, see what's up. And I didn't expect the film to be as thought-provoking and in-depth with the characters as it was and it was definitely surprising and the story overall you know with the Enterprise going up against this new alien threat is something similar to what I've seen before but in the way in which it was done it was pretty effective smart and uh, pretty humorous as well this film definitely has a good few laughs and while I can say I didn't laugh as hard as I did with the first film it's definitely an interesting plot that gets very very cool towards the end with some very interesting reveals and yeah like i enjoyed this story it was definitely a lot of fun and again it feels like the most star trek based story that we've gotten out of these three films so far i still kind of like the simplicity and you know straightforward nature of the 2009 film but this one is definitely like you know is it my favorite story well second favorite story uh behind the first film so now let's talk about the cast who all do a really good job in the film Firstly, starting off with Chris Pine as James T. Kirk. Now, he's been one of my favorite characters from the beginning. Seeing this different side of Kirk, who's a little bit more reckless, uh, doesn't 
obey the rules and goes by gut instinct rather than like you know was it following logic has always been pretty interesting and i really loved that about him in the first film but not so much in the second film because i thought that he would have matured a little bit whereas in this film you can tell that he's a lot more of a seasoned captain he knows the weight of the responsibility that he holds as the leader of the enterprise and you can see that he's much more of a seasoned character he definitely weighs out the pros and cons of every scenario that he does and he just seems like a much more mature individual overall and seeing the sort of effects that the five-year mission has had on him and seeing the sort of questions he asks himself was a very interesting and deep look into the soul of James T. Kirk and it was just very interesting and Chris Pine did a really good job in this role you believed every second of what he was doing and I just really liked this version of Kirk. It was just very deep, methodical, and you know, seeing a side of his psyche was uh, something I wasn't expecting. Another good performance comes in the form of Zachary Quinto as Spock. Spock to me has always been my favorite character out of Star Trek just because of his look, his demeanor, and all of the interesting things that come with, like, you know, the Vulcan lore and mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. And Zachary Quinto as, like, you know, was it. Uh, carried the torch from uh, Leonard Nimoy's performance in such a fabulous way. And in this film, he's no different. We get to see a different side of Spock in the sense that he's not as active as he was before. And he's a little bit more vulnerable. But that doesn't stop him from having the same lovely personality that we've come to expect. And he has a lot of interesting and pivotal moments in this film. And seeing the relationship between Kirk and Spock again evolve and grow from what it was in the first film was just delightful to see. Quinn O and Pine have such a lovely chemistry that I could watch those two just go at it for ages even if they were just you know insulting each other. They happen to have a very good bond and it's just delightful to watch. Quinn O is good, Pine is good, together they're just they're magic man. I also really love Carl Urban as Leonard McCoy aka Bones he had a lot of really good dialogue and wonderful moments and a lot of the comedic moments definitely stem from him and his pairing with Spock seeing these two together was pretty interesting and they just happened to have a very cool back and forth which was really nice I also really enjoy seeing uh, Zoe Zaldana back as Ahura and she had some really cool moments as well as John Cho who she was paired with as Sulu. Both Ahura and Sulu had some really cool character moments that just made them really cool and I just like seeing what they were go what they were up against and seeing how they sort of tackled the uh threats that they had to deal with. It was also great to see lots of Simon Pegg as Scotty. He had a lot of really great moments and a lot of the humor definitely stemmed from him and he had a very important part to play in the film overall and Anton Yelchin. The lovely, beautiful man Anton Yelchin had some really cool moments as Chekhov and it was a little sad to see him in like this film, you know, knowing that he has passed on, but it was also great to see him because Chekhov has, this new version of Chekhov has been one of my favorite characters since the first film and he had a lot of cool moments, especially with uh, Kirk and I just love seeing him. Yelchin was really good and 
overall, it was just nice to see these different pairings of the main Enterprise crew. So now we've got to talk about those new characters. Sophia Butella as Jayla was really interesting. I like learning about her backstory, how she got to know the stuff that she knew, and how she was a warrior and wanted to go about and help the Enterprise to get off of the planet because she knew what the main bad guy was up to. And Butella was great. I really liked her in Kingsman. She was one of the best parts of that film. She was uh, definitely much better of a character than I thought she was going to be from what I saw in the trailers. But it's Idris Elba that was really interesting as the main bad guy, Krull. At first, I really wasn't overly interested in this character. He just seemed a little bleh. He just seemed like, you know, was it one of those standard villains who was just there to impede the characters rather than having any, you know, impact or character depth. But towards the end of the film, you start to realize what this character, who this character is, who he was, why he's doing what he's doing, and you realize that there was a lot more depth to this character than you thought in the beginning. And by the end of the film, I really enjoyed, like, you know, is it seeing Elba's performance as cool? And Elba, he was great. He was really good. While I still think that Benedict Cumberbatch's version of Khan had a much more intense performance, which is something I really like from villains. Overall, Krull has the most interesting backstory and motivations for doing what he does than the previous Star Trek villains. And that also helps that Elba puts in a pretty good performance as well. So if you're not too into him at the start, believe me, he gets better towards the end of the film. And now let's talk about the presentation, which, like the last two films, is still on point. Visually, this film is pretty good. The large scale of the film is definitely on display with a lot of the crazy action sequences that happen with the Enterprise in space, down on the planet with all the cool, like, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat sequences, the chase sequences, on foot or on bike and seeing that crazy swarm of alien ships or whatever those weird metal things were was pretty cool to see how it just all came together visually the special effects are all good though i'm not sure if it was just me or if it was just the fact i was wearing the 3d glasses they just didn't look as sharp and as detailed as some of the previous films but i don't know i it just did look the kind of it looked kind of blurry at certain certain points but that was the only thing that i noticed about that i also like seeing the different designs of the aliens whether they be members of the enterprise or some of the people on the new planet that the enterprise crew gets stranded on it was just some nice and varied designs and the fact that it was all done with makeup was all pretty cool as well and the uniforms i have to address the uniforms they started to grow on me a little bit as I was watching the film, but I definitely prefer the previous ones that were used in the last two films. They're just something a little bit more shiny and, you know, new about them. These ones just felt a little, a little plain for my liking. But the visual presentation literally pales in comparison to me to the audio. Michael Giacchino returns once again for the third time doing the film score, and he does a really good job. His sound, now I definitely recognize it has a very bombastic, energetic, chaotic um, kind of feel to it. It's very kinetic, in your face, and it's got so much style and flair and pizzazz. And that's one of the things I've always liked about his music. As I said before, Star Trek's 
soundtrack from 2009 is one of my all-time favorite soundtracks and the song enterprising young men has pretty much become the main theme for this new trilogy of star trek films and honestly i love it so much and while it's great to hear a rendition of the classic star trek 60s theme song enterprising young men is such a fabulous fabulous theme but i will say that overall i thought the soundtrack was a little less likable than the last two i just feel like there was a certain level of intensity that was missing from this film as opposed to the last two films it feels like the instrumentation that giacchino used for this film score felt a little softer and a little um a little different and i will admit that there were certain points where there were songs that really amped up the action on screen just like you know giacchino does it all the time but overall i feel like this soundtrack just wasn't as epic as the previous soundtracks that came before it so now it's time for my final thoughts overall star trek beyond considering like you know was it the fact that they brought on justin lynn that simon Pegg was writing it and that the trailers just weren't like you know overly selling me on the film it ended up being pretty good as before it's the most star trekky based film that we have and has wonderful send-offs for leonard nimoy and anton yelchin as well this film was really nice, and for some people they say it's their favourite in this new series. I'll still say that the first one is still the best out of the new films, but i definitely say Star Trek Beyond. If you want to check it out, do be sure to check it out. It's a good film, it's pretty solid, and I think you'll enjoy it. So that's my review ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you found it informative and hopefully I've convinced you to give Star Trek Beyond a watch. And when you do see it, be sure to hit me up, let me know in the comments section below, or hit me up at my email, where I am the hypersonic555 at gmail.com, or look me up on Twitter, where I am at hypersonic55 or at filmfocus55. Be sure to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud, where this is primarily based, and uh, follow me on Twitter. Like, you know, just do it. It'd be nice. Thank you. So yeah, that is it. This is Film Focus Over. So until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out.